Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine a year where we watch the best parody of all time for all teen movies. But Zach, we did that a few months ago with Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, it's the same year though. <laughs> The year is 2001. One, 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 one. Welcome to not another episode of Aldi, but a goodie. Oh my, what is this? It's a parody of podcasts where I am Sandro what? and my co-host is Zach. We're parodies of podcasts. How? We are. De- I don't know. <laughs> We're doing all the cliches and that's the joke, apparently. I said hello and that was the joke. Oh, I see. Yeah. All podcasters say hello. Exactly. Exactly. So it was a little too deep for my... Yeah. You need to tone down your intelligence down here. Oh, well, joining us for this parody review of Not Another Teen Movie, it's... It's a guest, and because all podcasts have guests, we also have a guest. <laughs> oh, and the guest is a man, too. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so meta. It's Jack McGolick. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Oh, I like that joke. You said, hey, how it's going, which is a great parody. Mm. Yeah. Of, of how, people commu- yeah, how people communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a great episode. <laughs> Man, this this podcast is going way over my head. There's far too many layers, you know. This is the uh, the second last episode of the year uh, before we move on to doing proper movies. Uh, we're finishing up the year of two thousand and one. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, Sandra. I don't know <laughs> what this was. <laughs> you made me watch. Zach, you chose not another teen movie. Now we've done a lot of two thousand and one comedies this year. Um, as, as, some of them have been good, mainly Wet Hot American Summer and Zoolander. Uh, so I'll go to you first. What did you think of this? Look, I wouldn't have purposely put Jack to watch this film, but I'm glad I did. <laughs> um, and I definitely laughed. Um, but I also kept looking over my shoulder to make sure my blinds were shut most of the time. <laughs> As I watched this in the middle of the day, it was a lot. It was a lot more than I was expecting. It had a lot of good moments. It had a lot of very problematic moments, I feel, as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't like saying the term, oh, this couldn't bloody be made today, so I won't say that term now. Instead, mm. I'll say that this has aged very badly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I'm not sure I can do this with you guys anymore. <laughs> this movie. Every minute I made the decision again to keep watching it. I had to... <laughs> oh my God. Every minute I wanted to jump ship. I watched this in my bed on my phone and it would have been so easy for me. 
Um, I got to the 45 minute mark and like, I could not believe there was another 45 minutes. It was like, um, are you guys runners at all? Do you run? I've been known to run from time to time. Yeah. You know, when you're like doing a longer run than you usually do and (laughs) you're like, I don't know how I'm going to find it in me like 10 minutes from now to keep running. But all I can do now is find it in me right now to put one foot in front of the other. (laughs) That was my experience of this movie from the first minute. So you liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's all I'm hearing is that you really enjoyed this. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is pretty terrible uh, for the most part, but there are a few jokes here and there that did get me. But that's always the case with these bad comedies, though. Like, we've done a lot on this podcast, usually with Jacob and not Jack. Yeah. Um, but we've done a lot. And the thing that we always find is, like, when you have a movie with as many jokes as this, some of them will land. Mm. And a few of them landed in this. I think the the phrase, throwing shit against the wall, <laughs> very much applies to this movie in every sense. It's constant. It's constant. Yeah. It's even, like, sign gag constant. There's signs in the background also offering up jokes. Yeah. But they didn't even uh, stop to see what shit stuck. They just... <laughs> They kept powering on through. <laughs> and then moved on. And I did like some of the things. That they had, like, background announcements in the school while our main character was talking. I can't remember. I think they were talking about they needed to bang and how it was impossible to bang someone in the school. And then meanwhile, in the background, there's, like, an announcement that the sex club it will be on in, like, half an hour or something. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's very stupid. I think you guys had a deeper and richer experience of this film. <laughs> I, I did not. I was pretty dissociated, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, look, I appreciated some of the things of this. The other ones, it was just like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you picked this sack being like, oh, it's going to be great to compare it to Wet Hot American Summer already mm. just straight from the bat. This is like bad and that film's great. So <laughs> <laughs> woof, woof. I definitely think it was better, like, Wet Hot American Summer was better at, like, parodying other movies. Because this one, it was like, it literally, (laughs) it was like, hey, we're parodying this trope. Do you know this trope? Hey, look at this trope we're parodying. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas Wet Wet Hot American Summer just did it, yeah. Which is, uh... Not great, but I'm excited to to delve deep into this movie. Uh, but before we do that, a uh, couple quick things to talk about. Number one, I, it, really, it's the only thing to talk about is uh, our Patreon still exists. And if you really wanted that episode that we did on Friday the 13th, oh my, it's up right now and you can get it. <gasps> you can get it. Wow. It's available. And also coming out next Wednesday... Uh, We review all three Pinocchio movies that came out in 2022. Why are we doing that? Why are we... (laughs) It was your idea, Sandro. So the only person you can blame is yourself and me for continuously saying, yes, that's a great idea. We should do that. Did you say three Pinocchio movies came out in 2022? Yeah, yeah. we got the Gamel del Toro one. Mm. Uh, We've got the Disney live action one with Tom Hanks. Mm. And then we've got this weird German one that was dubbed over in English by Paulie Shaw that we're gonna watch. Is is Tom Hanks playing um, Geppetto? He is, yeah. Yeah. He, because he definitely could have played a, a, like, when he was younger, Pinocchio as well. 
Yeah, just do just do a recording like twenty years apart. Oh, do a boyhood. It should have been like boyhood. Yeah. Yeah. Like a boyhood movie. Except this one wouldn't be bad like boyhood. <laughs> oh no. You didn't like boyhood? Nah, it was fine. It was fine actually. <laughs> it was fine. It wasn't anything special, but I thought it was okay. It was it really didn't feel that special. <laughs> no. It felt like it it wanted to be though. Anyway, um other movies that came out this week in two thousand and one, Zach, that you could have picked. These are the other films that you could have done. You got Iris, which was a biopic about the life of novelist Iris Murdoch. Uh, no, no relation, though I would understand if, as an Australian, you heard the word Murdoch and instantly did not want to pick the movie. That better be your excuse, Zach, because anything but not another teen movie would have been better for my spiritual health. <laughs> <laughs> You've got The Royal Tenenbaums, Wes Anderson's oh, first Zach, film. Zach, you better have a good goddamn excuse. Look, at this point... <laughs> like to apologize to my good friend Jack. I did not realize how much pain by picking not a teen movie would have brought upon him. But yeah, well, this movie sounded all right. <laughs> the Other Side of Heaven was another option, a uh, biopic about, I think, the Mormons during the 50s. And you also had Vanilla Sky, which is that Tom Cruise psychological thriller sci-fi thing. That we'll probably do on Patreon, because I think there's like a bunch... It's kind of like Donnie Darko. There's a lot going on in that that we could probably delve into. But you picked this instead. Not another teen movie, which came out December 14th. This is directed by a guy called Joe Gallen, uh, who was, surprisingly enough, one of the producers of Zoolander. Wow. Oh. That's interesting, but also fuck you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, he is mostly known for directing short comedy skits for award shows, one of those being the first skit uh, featuring the character of Zoolander. So, yeah, he uh, partly created the character, I guess. Um, He also has directed a lot of stand-up specials and Comedy Central roasts, which makes sense because they aren't funny, and either is this. Yeah, I kind of picked this movie just to see that one scene with Chris Evans standing there with uh, whipped cream Mm. in places. Because I've seen that on the internet many a time. And I'm like, where the fuck does that come from? Mm, what's the context? What is the context for that? Yeah, what is the context for this scene? Like, what the fuck, Chris Evans? Are you better for knowing it now, Zach? Are you any better for knowing the context now? <laughs> you know the phrase, curiosity killed the cat, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like Jack's going to kill me soon, so we better get this podcast done soon. Uh, well, uh, there's five writers attached to this. They're all also mostly known for MTV award show stuff, so I guess they write the unfunny jokes that the celebrities say when they're up on the stage. Whoa. Uh, some of them also co-wrote Scary Movie alongside the Waynes Brothers, which makes sense. It's a very... We're riding off the coattails of Scary Movie, this film. Mm. Um, a couple of them, after the moderate success of Teen Movie, they went off to make Extreme Movie, which is just the same film, but Michael Sarah's in it. <laughs> it's literally the same movie as this. See, the thing is, I think if I'd seen this when it came out, I think I would have been seven. I think I would have liked it then. I think give yourself another 20 years and you'll go back around. <laughs> there was... There was- <laughs> There was quite a few people in the in the 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 comments, the thing, the reviews that were like, "This is a movie for like forty people plus." You know, <laughs> you just don't get it. You had to grow up with John Hughes movies to get this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh. 
I've seen Sixteen Candles and it sucks. Wolf. No, I haven't seen it. Uh, this film's got a pretty big cast, um, so we'll talk about a bunch of them, including Kyla Lead, who plays the main character, Janie. Uh, she's Lexi in Grey's Anatomy, but I know her as Alex Danvers in the Supergirl TV show. Uh, she's Kara's adoptive sister in that. I didn't know it was her until she took off the glasses, and I was like, oh, wait, is that who I think it is? <laughs> wow. Wait, she <laughs> That moment actually did hit for you. It did, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the beats of the movie actually hit when it's like, oh my god, it wasn't the shitty B-list actor this whole time. It was her. <laughs> what is this? Uh, she's fine. She knows what the script tells her to. The same as Chris Evans as Jake Weiler. This is his first ever movie. Really? Yep, this is his first film. Wow. He's really good for this being his first film. I thought this was like his middle of, of career, right? You know? And this was just like one of those random outlier things. But no, he's like, because he's he takes it in his stride pretty well. He really tucked and rolled out of the carnage of... <laughs> <laughs> Not another team Ruby and into a successful and flourishing career. Uh, Amia Kirshner is in this as his sister, Catherine. The entire time I was like, I know her. Where is she from? Turns out it was from Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> Jamie Presley is uh, Priscilla, the popular girl. She's from My Name is Earl, popular TV show at the time. And then you've got like smaller roles, like Randy Quaid from Independence Day is the dad. Like H. John Benjamin, who's the voice of Archer, and Bob from Bob's Burgers. He was the can of vegetables in Wet Hot American Summer 2. He's just like some random guy in the football scene. Ah, there you go. Molly Ringwald, who's in The Breakfast Club, is the flight attendant at the end. Hated that. Hated that. <laughs> I hated that cameo. I hated it too. I hated that and I hated her for it, personally. <laughs> yeah. I didn't used to hate Molly Ringwald. You only hated it because she was stopping the film from ending. Yeah. <laughs> like, she was actively slowing the ending down, which is why you hated I it. I bear a personal grudge against Molly Ringwald now. <laughs> and should I see her in public... I would be quite rude. Oh, no. Publicly as well. <laughs> They'd be like, why is this nobody snubbing Molly Ringwald? And I'd be able to tell them exactly why. You'll just carry a copy of this podcast on a USB stick to give it out to people. If <laughs> <laughs> you got an hour and a half <laughs> for us to lay out. <laughs> Mr. T shows up in this for a bit. Melissa Joan Hart, who is Sabrina, the teenage witch at the time, she shows up to teach a guy how to do a slow clap. That guy who did a slow clap was like a popular comedian at the time too, who hasn't done anything recently. Uh, Paul Gleason from The Breakfast Club reprises his role from that movie. Oh, was that the, was that the, was that really him? That was him. Yeah. That's so weird because that that was I feel the peak like. This is trying to be a parody, but it's just the thing. Yeah. That's really bizarre that it was him. It's odd that they got him back, but it's... Especially when, like, the school is named the John Hughes School. So it's like, okay, we all know what you're doing. Yeah. We all know what this is. Thankfully, it seems like people agree that this isn't very good. This is 30% on Rotten Tomatoes, 55% audience score. The critics were like, this is for kids. And it's also not really a parody. <laughs> but the real fans were like, this is for adults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. The audience is very split. Either people, like, love it or they hate it. And I can't imagine why. Uh, this cost $15 million. Jack, what do you think it made? I'll go to you first. What do you think this made in the box office? I remember the buzz around, like, parody films in the early 2000s. 
So I reckon it did okay. Mm-hmm. 60 million, double. 60, all right. How about you, Jack? Uh, Zach, your name's Rome. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go half of Jack's just to spite this movie. Yeah, 30. 30 sounds about right for this sort of movie, although I could see it going either way. I could see it even doubling that. I could see it at like 120 if this did really well, but I'm thinking 30. Yeah, well, the thing is, this did come out in December, and uh, what do people do in December? They usually don't go see movies, so this made $66.5 million, which is a profit. Oh! Yeah. It is a profit, but yeah, a Jack uh, getting the point on that one, even though it's not a competition. Yeah, 66 mil, but it it made a lot more on home release too, because this was pretty popular out of all the parody films from the early 2000s this was like one of the more popular ones yeah and this really lives on the like 2000 comedy era that we've already talked about and i've already discussed to death but i'm gonna do it anyway thing of like sex is funny but it is a little yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. But it was more funny then because they didn't have the internet. Yeah. Well, they did, but they, they had no idea how to use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't know how it's meant to be used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the humor back then was we like to be gross and a ha ha ha. Hot women is a joke. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But it was also the th- it was also hot. <laughs> if I had known about this movie when I was. 12. I would have accidentally watched it three times. <laughs> Just to incidentally see some comedy boobs. It is that sort of film, yeah. It's the reason why, like, American Pie got popular is because, oh my god, there's all this stuff in it. Was that, was that, had American Pie came out in, like, 99, yeah? Yeah, that was, this. yeah, the late 90s. Yeah, was that, was that a joke? With all the pies around Janie's house, a joke about American Pie? I think so, yeah. Well, the the first post credit sequence, because of course this movie has got multiple. Oh, really? <laughs> I did not stick around. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's like, oh, one pie. What about two? We're going to have a fun time. And then he like smushes them on his groin. Who was, who was that? Uh, the dad. Yeah, I thought, yeah. They reference American Pie a few times, like in the taglines. Thank you for setting up that little segue there, Jack, because... There's three taglines to this movie, and the first one is, They served you breakfast, they gave you pie, now we're gonna stuff your face. But those previous movies already stuffed it, that's the whole point, we've already been served, this is just an extra on top of the stuff we've already had, and they were better. That no one asked for. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's advertising it as, go watch these other films before watching this one. What a, what a great tagline. Yeah. I love it when parody movies tell you to watch the original movies they're parodying before you watch Oh, them. yeah. Wow. Could we have just, um... Could we have just watched Evolution again? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was great. <laughs> Remember Evolution? The second tagline is, If you liked Scary Movie, we don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's irreverent. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care if you liked Scary Movie. <sighs> Okay. It's like the same, it's the same genre, it's like both parody movies, but they don't, yeah, it's like not what you're expecting. It's like, the, if these guys are willing to subvert that expectation of the tagline, yeah. imagine what else they're willing to subvert in the movie. Exactly. 
<laughs> I mean, I think the only thing they subverted, though, was that Scary Movie was kind of good and this is not. <laughs> like, that's how they subverted it. That's the ultimate joke of the movie. Oh, it's like Freddy got fingered. It was bad on purpose. It is. Is it? Yeah. My God. Oh, that makes this movie good, actually. <laughs> I think that even no, even then no. <laughs> uh, the final tagline is the teen mother of all movies. Wow, that's bold. I actually like that. There's not a lot you can do with the premise of this movie. I thought that was good. Okay, it's a bold statement. It's very bold, but this movie is bold. Mysterious invitation, an unknown host, ten strangers trapped in a remote mountain lodge. I won't let anything get in the way of my having a good holiday. One dead. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. Look at her. Nine remain. Finding the killer will be a process of elimination. Head to the Penny Peep Show podcast to listen to our latest series, A Process of Elimination. Do it now before you get eliminated. All right, let's get into the plot. <laughs> Sorry, that was a pretty funny joke right there. <laughs> Sorry, I forget. <laughs> I, forget. <laughs> I get it, because it's not actually a plot. <laughs> oh my God, Jack, how does this movie open? What's the first joke of the movie? Uh, the first joke of the movie... And where I started to have a bad feeling about <laughs> is the main character, Janie, is watching a, like a teen movie. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't, yeah. I think it was She's All That. She's All That, yeah. Yeah, then, it's, it's She's All That, yeah. And then she start, you know, she gets out of vibrator as you do. And um, she starts using the vibrator and then her dad walks into the, is that right? Her dad yeah. walks into the room. Yep. I really just wish that everyone would <laughs> watch it so you could, you know, share the pain around. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. the opening scene is enough to feel the pain, I think. And then you can do what I didn't have the luxury of doing and turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, her younger bro- like younger siblings, her priest comes in, her grandparents come in with a birthday cake because it's her birthday. Yeah. The mm. dog comes in. And starts chewing on the vibrator. <laughs> yep. Like the other end of the vibrator. She climaxes and <laughs> the vibrator goes flying up in the air and lands on the cake. Yep. With the icing going all over the faces of everyone at the party. Quite similar uh, to come. Yeah. The joke <laughs> there is... <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. And today my essay will be on uh, how this joke is very funny. You see, <laughs> come. Come, yes. The conceit, come. <laughs> <laughs> My supporting arguments, come. In conclusion, come. Credit where credit. I did like the escalation of the priest coming in. Yeah, yeah. No, I was about to say that. I did like it when the priest came in. I was like, oh, this is getting silly. I didn't laugh, but I did think that's okay. <laughs> I thought for a bad premise, this went somewhere. Yeah, that's one thing about this movie that I won't disparage it for. It knows how to escalate jokes. It knows how to keep going with them so they're so over the top that they're funny, that they're absurd. But the problem is it doesn't know when to stop. <laughs> it just keeps going to the point where it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's not great. It's not great. But then we are, we're over in high school. It's high school time. 
She is pretty set on the fact that she's never going to date anyone. And uh, her dad's a drunk. It's basically all the setup that we need. And poor. Very poor. Don't forget. And that's all the setup that her character gets. Uh, we see Chris Evans. He is the popular guy. Uh, the women throw bras at him. They throw panties. And then a jockstrap because... Ha ha ha! Comedy. I, I, I liked how uh, they had a second picture. It was him admiring himself looking at the photo. I did I, I did like that joke, actually. Yeah. But they have a first shot of him coming in, looking at himself, going, hell yeah, I'm the best. And then goes around the corner and it, there's a picture of him admiring himself and it's labeled <laughs> him admiring himself. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, what isn't funny is there's some random kid. He's like one of the main characters. Uh, he's pretending to be Asian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole time. Do you think they like shot like three scenes of the film and just went, uh, f- <laughs> uh, I guess we've committed. <laughs> yeah. This is not how I pictured this at all. No, I think they were they were hysterical the whole time. It took so many recordings because they were laughing too hard. They were going knee slapping like, "Ha! This is hilarious. He's actually white." He's white. <laughs> was that the kid? Was he? He was in um, Freaks and Geeks, right? That actor. Oh, maybe that would make sense. Actually, they they pointed out they're like, "Hey, that guy's actually white though, but he's pretending to be Asian." But I don't know if pointing out the joke makes it better. <laughs> But this movie certainly commits to pointing out the joke to make it better. Yeah. So I guess it must be. Uh, they also steal jokes. They steal jokes because there's the one black guy in the school. Oh, and he's yeah. like, I'm the token black guy. And that's just from South Park. That's yeah. the South Park joke. They just stole the South Park joke. To be fair, there's only there's only so many tropes in the world. That's true. And South Park has made fun of most of them. So Yeah. You can't bring up good parodies, Sandro. That's unfair to compare this to good comedy. <laughs> unfair to the good comedy. What's her name? Her brother wants to lose his virginity to someone called Amanda. The joke is that every time she enters a room, it's slow motion. Uh, but everyone's aware that it's slow motion. My face was stony when I saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think even cracked the suggestion of a smile. Uh, there's so many characters. I wrote down the, the note. Holy shit, there's so many characters being introduced. We're also introduced to Catherine. She, she likes to shit on people's chests. This <laughs> just great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, and bang her brother, right? Yeah, what the, f- what the fuck was that? I found it <laughs> funny. It was funny. I enjoyed whenever, like, he was like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> like, yeah, that was yeah. kind of funny. But mm. also, why is that in this movie? <laughs> That's not a trope of rom-coms, that there's the sister who wants to commit incest. That's not a trope. Sandra, do you commit incest? <laughs> I feel like you do. I don't know. I feel like maybe if it's right, you commit two incest. You know? <laughs> True. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. I found it weird. I don't know why that's in the movie. I'm very confused as to why that's in here. Because, like, even the porn stereotype of, like, incest wasn't a thing in 2001. So why, like, if you made that now, sure. They were ahead of the curve. They were prescient, man. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, around 2022, this is going to get, like, frighteningly relevant again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, uh, that's the thing. I think this, like... The movie mixes in parody with just, like, absurdist humour. Yeah. And, and like, 
the whole thing was it was just trying to go as hardballing as it possibly could. Yeah. To try and freak people out, you know? That was its whole thing. And so that was one of them. Oh, we get the scene where she's jamming out to Bikini Kill, painting what's got to be a, a gnarly painting, right? Like, the paint's going everywhere. She's so into it. She's got all these emotions. And then we see the painting, and it's like a, it's like a stick person with a smiley face. I gotta say, I was unmoved by that moment, Sandro. Okay, all right. I was like a, like an ascetic monk or something. <laughs> what about the character of Ariola? Explain uh, the character of Ariola. I forgot that was her name. God. Yeah, there was a character, an exchange student, and uh, yeah, they were just topless. Which I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this movie did so like th- that's the moment. Yeah, if I'd been you know eleven or twelve, the disc would have been scratched. But um, <laughs> but it did so little for me because I was so unimpressed with the movie up until that moment. I'm a twenty six year old man. I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I liked how they made the subtitles a move so that they still show in the rest. Yeah, the subtitles only appear for this one scene that she's in. I did appreciate during this film that a lot of characters just repeatedly show up again, which unfortunately was her whole joke. They didn't have much of a joke with her other than she just keeps appearing in places, but I did like that joke in general. They had one when she showed up at a party and some other naked girl was like, oh, she's wearing my outfit. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I guess that's a joke. I guess that's a funny joke. I don't know anymore. What is... Co- 2001's ruined me. I don't know what comedy is anymore. <laughs> uh, okay, so the actual plot of the movie is 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 Chris Evans been broken up with, and so his friend's like, hey, I bet that if I pick out some ugly lady, you can turn her into a prom queen. That's my bet, is that you, you do that. You do that. We're going to go through all the ugly people here. A hunchback? Ugh, gross, yucky. No, not that person. Oh, conjoined twins? Ew, yucky. What? Ew. Yeah. Ew. Uh, You continue with the disability jokes for about four minutes, and eventually they come across Janie, and the lion is like, oh, she's got glasses and a ponytail. Oh, and paint on her overalls. And that was kind of funny. It was. The problem was they kept harping on about that joke through the whole movie. Yeah. They keep bringing it up as their hallmark joke. Oh, like, this is a great observation. <laughs> yeah. You like that joke? Oh, fantastic, Jack. I'm glad you liked it, because I didn't at all. Zach, you're on thin ice as it stands. <laughs> I want to see the life go out of your eyes as they went out of mine. <laughs> I want to know why Zach's on thin ice, because this is how podcasting here gets. Who's he on thin ice with? Excuse you, Sandro. <laughs> you are also on thin ice for enabling Zach. What's your what's your response to this, Zach? Winter winter is coming to an end, and this ice cannot hold out forever. We've already announced that we're doing another year. <laughs> I'm going to, well, I'm going to have to be very careful. Not the, not the way Zach keeps stamping about. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to spread out my uh, cheeky criticisms very thinly to spread it out over the ice. What if we just do 
for the next half hour is just me threatening Zach and occasionally Sandro when he gets in the way yeah. <laughs> of that happening. Oh, great. This is great. Do you reckon there's enough juice there for another 30 to 35 minutes? <laughs> the writers of this movie probably would have thought so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. If we explain the joke more, I feel like we could really stretch this one out to last the entire podcast. <laughs> Uh, but Zach, I do want you to know that you did a bad thing that day. Like a, a verifiably evil thing when you chose this movie. <laughs> Great. I'm glad we've got the alignment of my actions done. <laughs> Alright, now we've now we've got now we've got that out of the way, we can resume with the plot. <laughs> I'm seeing my karma's just going down and there's a pop up everyone disliked that. <laughs> um. Oh, Zach. I'm gonna let you explain this scene. And all I'm going to give you is to know what scene it is, is girl go pee pee, not something I want to see see. Oh, God. Oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> I erased <laughs> that from my memory successfully and then you brought it back. Like, okay. Well, if you've forgotten it, Jack, let me explain it in detail. <laughs> it came back like goddamn um, Jason Bourne. <laughs> you're getting flashback. You're, you're going to murder a couple of teens in a fucking air vent. Because that's what happens. The boy, there, there's a vent labeled um, vent to girls locker room. Yep. Um, max capacity, two, two, two boys. Two horny boys. Two young adults or something. Two adolescent boys. Three of them go up there, but they, they miss some sort of sexy scene that happens in the girls' bathroom. So they keep going. And then they, they see a girl going to the toilet. And they're like, ew, gross. But one of them's like, mm, don't knock it till you try it. And then they watch her and she starts taking a mad deuce. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I've had many, many similar deuces in my day. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's fine for boys. But the joke is, like, she's a woman. Wait, this is a woman? Yeah. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I know. She's doing a big shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's taking a big deuce. And they're like, ew. And then the whole ceiling collapses. Uh, several floors collapse. And we go into a classroom where currently a teacher is berating the class um, for their bullshit. And as he says shit, uh, the toilet falls through and starts spraying shit everywhere. You know, he's saying stuff like, uh, toilet humour is gross. You think it's funny? There's better sorts of comedy out there. There's, there's the Marx Brothers, uh, Charlie Chaplin. It's, uh, that's funnier. That's funnier. And then we cut between shit and then that, which is the joke. Yep. What's your, uh, stance on toilet humour, Jack? Is it funny or is it gross? I mean, this wasn't funny. <laughs> and it is gross, but usually that's why it is funny. I don't have a thought out position on toilet humor. It's just, if I laugh, then it was funny. And if it, I don't laugh, then it wasn't. I'm generally a bit negative on toilet humor, although it can be funny. But like generally, I, I nowadays, the problem is there's this too much of it. And, and nowadays, whatever it happens, it breaks the fourth wall with me because I'm like, uh, toilet humor, right? Mm, much like the ceiling in this movie. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. breaks it completely. And then it, it falls down and then it sprays shit everywhere. The dad, there's this weird scene where Chris Evans is sad because he's been broken up with and his dad's like, oh, I've got just the girl for you to rebound with. It's your mum. It's like, what? I found, I found that absurd and funny. You know, if this, if that was in 
the context, like I did find it funny in the context of this movie, but I also think that could have been a great off the wall joke in another movie as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just like the absurdity of trying to gift your mother to your son. Like I did find that. I liked it. It was funny. It was funny. Yeah. It was just like, it's bizarre that Evan's family, I think he says it at one point, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with this family is something he says. Yeah. Which was funny. In a movie that had earned my trust up to that point, I would have pissed myself. Yeah. But this movie did nothing to earn my trust, and so <laughs> I was suspicious of what its intentions were with that joke. <laughs> yeah, that's no, a good weird. way to it put it. It never comes back anything like that. Other than his sister also tried to bang. Oh, I like the scene where they reveal that it's his sister, where he's like, but you're my sister. And she's like, only by blood. Only by blood. Yeah. I also found that funny. Look, I'm saying there's some good jokes in this film. Unfortunately, there's a lot more worse ones constantly. Oh, one joke I loved was like, he's trying to make an impression on Janie. And one way to do that is to sing them a little serenade, you know, make a public (laughs) gesture, sing them a song. So he does that. She's out on the green. He's got the microphone plugged into the speakers. He's singing a song for her. The only song that he could think of with the name Janie in it is Janie's Got a Gun. And so he starts to sing that. And then all all the students take the lyrics literally and run away Mm. which is a funny joke to escalate it the cops start to rock up which is funny and then she gets tased which is also funny i thought that scene was a pretty good joke i I liked that the whole steps of uh she tells him how to seduce her and at every single step he fails spectacularly that was all right Mm. but yeah that whole sequence ends with her going over to his house and he's like i made a cake do you want some and then he he walks out (laughs) naked but with yep i'm so glad i got the context now (laughs) yay was it worth it zach can i just (laughs) ask you that was it worth it well when he turned around and i found out he had a banana up his ass (laughs) no no it wasn't (laughs) zach just think about what your friends have done for you Think about Sandro and I and all of this, you know? Uh-huh. You go on your little flights of fancies. <laughs> My flights of fancies involving a banana up Christmas. <laughs> now that's America's ban- ass and banana. <laughs> banana ass. <laughs> banana ass. <laughs> um, Janie gets a makeover and it's the whole, she could have an actual makeover, but we're just going to take off her glasses, which... We all know that cliche. Like Everyone knows that. That's not the movie being clever. That's the movie making the obvious joke. The joke was fine. It, it just was done so poorly. It was annoying because they kept harping on about it through the whole movie. Yeah. About this one joke that they thought was really good. So they should tell it over and over again. Zach, we get a reference to Bachelor Party. Oh, yeah. A movie where a donkey does cocaine. It's a film that we did with Jacob. That's a great movie. Um, who we usually make watch bad movies. Yeah. Uh, now we can we can see that Jacob can put up with the bad movies, Jack. Is that because, yeah, Jacob doesn't threaten to garrote Zach? <laughs> <laughs> after yeah, his yeah. Good Lord, I've never had so many threats against my life <laughs> on the podcast. New record. Ah, great. You stole something from me, Zach, (laughs) that I will never get back. Now you're going to take 90 minutes from mine. I do like the... I do like the idea of, so Jax, you've just moved, right? Uh, I like the idea of, like, you've just settled into your new house. Oh, <laughs> time to watch something on my phone. <laughs> it's this. <laughs> it was literally one of the first things I did in my new abode. 
now the rest of my uh, lease there is just going to be a hangover from this fucking movie. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, to be fair, you came over for a movie night and we watched Swordfish to Chris and mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. A bachelor party reference. A pig smokes a joint. They pass around a joint between the twins that are stuck together. And then, and then it passes to the concussion guy, and then they pass it to the pig. Oh, uh, Catherine is making out with this elderly reporter who's pretending to be a student. Oh, God. Which was a running joke. That scene made me very uncomfortable. There was a lot of tongue. Yeah, disc would definitely have been scratched at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Janie gets upset. She runs home. Jake follows her. We get her tragic backstory. She's like, my mum left to get my dad gin. It was raining. The roads were slippery. She died of cancer. I took on (laughs) all her responsibilities. Cooking, cleaning, breastfeeding. We have the cheerleaders. Oh, no. Yep. (laughs) They they, uh, steal a cheer from another school. And they steal it in full, word for word, verbatim, including the name of the other school. Yes. The other school is prominently African-American. Yeah, it's a reference to Bring It On. And uh, these white cheerleaders <laughs> sing that song. Yeah, they say the N-word. Yep. I think the version of the movie that I watched cut that. Oh. Oh, really? I watched it on YouTube. I don't remember that at all. And it... Like, I remember them having the conversation afterwards, but I'm pretty sure that they cut it. Wow, I think Zach and I, we we must have watched the uncut, unrated edition. There you go, yeah. It's a dumb movie. This movie's kind of dumb, actually. (laughs) And then the football game happens. So there was a flashback to the football game initially, which is where we see why Chris Evans is off the team, kind of. Like, he's like a bench warmer. I did find this funny. Yeah, I (laughs) found... I enjoyed it a lot. It's like a pretty solid scene of like American football. He makes a pass to some kid who isn't uh, confident at all in his skills. We're going to pass it to you and you're going to be here. And he's like, fuck no, I'm not even supposed to be here. I was sort of, because I thought that it was that he was supposed to have like an intellectual disability. Oh, yeah, Mm. probably. I think that's what was going on, which is so I was... Put, I was put offside by the joke to begin with because it did seem a little um, tasteless. But that being said, he throat makes the pass to the kid who doesn't want the ball and then he gets tackled and he gets tackled in half by two people. <laughs> like the t- And I laughed so hard. <laughs> I hated the joke and then I loved I laughed so hard. Okay. The gore is pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, you see his lungs and like a player comes by and steps on his liver. Oh, I'm glad that one of the jokes made you laugh that <laughs> Yeah, two, two of my, fa- my favorite bit came just after this as well. My favorite bit in the whole movie, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, please, please do tell. After the game, Chris Evans' friend, who he made the bet with, whispers in Janie's ear, supposedly revealing that they made that deal together. Yeah. So the bit that made me laugh was that crash zoom. You know that effect they do where they like pan in and zoom out at the same time or like vice versa? Yeah. Yeah. That zoom got me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Got me. (laughs) Like nothing else in this movie got me. And then uh, he said, "Uh, I like, I made the bet before I knew you. And then Janie said, Janie says, what bet? And then 
the friend that he made the bet with said, uh, I just said, I'm whispering in your ear to make it seem like, so that Chris Evans' character will reveal something. Mm. So that was uh, a lot of um, rambling. No, I mean, that was a difficult scene to explain. Yeah. 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 I liked, I liked during the football game, the whole like concussion joke, but <laughs> they have even on the scoreboard, the countdown for how many concussions till this guy physically dies. I guess that was funny. I'm like, hey, that's relevant because American football hasn't changed. Yeah. It's still deadly as shit. I don't know. I laughed when um, it's like the mysterious stranger walks up to give Chris Evans a talk and, oh, it's Mr. T and he was the janitor. And I'm like, okay. I laughed when they played the A-team theme. I was not expecting it. <laughs> Just like to finish that off, I was like, oh, that's the, the, the A-team theme. There you go. But yeah, now that Janie's gone, we get a musical sequence, which I enjoyed. I liked the musical sequence. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, when the sister's like, tonight's the night, I'm going to finally fuck my brother. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. I like how uh, the younger guys are at a cafe and they're like, we're going to lose our virginity. (laughs) And then the random guy is like, I just came in these French toasts. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? What is any of this? That was the point, I think, where I gave up and I was like, this movie's terrible. I'm just going to try and enjoy it. I I like the idea of adding a musical scene in. It's very silly. I think that I think that all of the jokes that were like trying to make a joke about tropes were bad, and then every joke that was just like the writers fucking around felt like it deserved a better movie to be in. Yeah, I would agree with that. Right? Yeah, they were not. It's not a very good parody movie. It just should have been a movie that's stupid. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, now it's the prom time. It's time to wrap up the whole movie. What's her name? Her brother gives the letter to slow-mo girl and she's like, mm. I'm not going to fuck you. What do you think I am? I'll give you a hand job though. Yep. But th- that's the end of his arc. <laughs> that's the conclusion of the arc. It's a hand job. Won't see him again. Jack, of course, wins prom king. Oh, congratulations, Jack. I had no idea. Thank you. Good job, Jack. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. You deserved it, I feel, for making it through this film. I mean, you guys endured the exact same thing, but I don't know. I feel like you've developed some weird tolerance. You guys have, like, callous yes. hearts <laughs> from all the <laughs> shitty movies you've watched. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm an innocent in all of this. We're really throwing you in the deep end here. We we cracked the ice and tossed you in. Uh, so, yeah, the twins, the conjoined twins win the uh, stupid... Queen of whatever fuck it's called. Queen of the proms. <laughs> I couldn't I kind of jumped in then, but I was really enjoying you trying to figure out. How <laughs> no, that. I know. I was struggling. I'm like, what the fuck is the thing called? Queen of the prom. And of course, she hasn't won. So she storms off. He gets stopped by the best friend character. Do we ever mention him? No, it's a, it's a joke on the cliche that there's the best friend guy. And he's madly in love and he's like confessing it at every possible moment and she's just ignoring him. Yeah. I did like when he was running through the traffic and then people in the car stopped as he was running across the road, just random strangers, and started yelling like, she doesn't like you like that. She's not into you, it'll never happen. I did laugh at that too. Yeah. And pretty good effects with just how absolutely destroyed he gets during this sequence. Yeah, Yeah, he... He's practically a zombie by the end of it. Yeah. I like how he 
rocks up at the airport after Chris Evans has gone through and says the same thing as Chris Evans. And they're like, oh, we've heard that one. Yeah. Oh my God. Another one of these jokes. I think it was in, um, I think it was in Crocodile Dundee and the incest movie, but the joke being that, uh, Chris Evans rocks up at the airport. He does a whole speech about there's a lady getting on that, 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 the plane. I love her. You, you gotta let me through before she boards so I can tell her. And so all the people are like, yep, no, go on through. And then even the security guard are like, Oh, our things beeped, but nah, go on through. I love that these jokes were made in 2001. Mm. It's just amazing to me that they didn't cut that, considering that this is after 9-11. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you cut that joke, maybe? And then the lady from 16 Candles is there, and she's like, you're both idiots, you're gonna get pregnant at 17, and you're gonna be in debt for the rest of your life, and this love's not gonna last. I hated that. And for it, I hate... Molly Ringwald, as we've already established. <laughs> I now hate Molly Ringwald. She's on thin ice. She's Dude, she cracked that ice. <laughs> the ice she is gone. Thinned, she, she thinned that ice and then she cracked it all in one scene. Unbelievable. She added an extra two minutes to my <laughs> 90 minutes of agony. Uh, it, it felt like five, though. That scene lasted way too long. Good Lord. Uh, that's not another teen movie. The dad has a threesome with pies. Yep. Ha ha! Because an American pie guy fucks a pie. So this guy's going gonna to fuck two pies. This is getting a fat oldie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or is it worse than an oldie? I think Jack would definitely say it's worse than an oldie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do about this, guys. <laughs> I honestly don't know what to do from here. I feel like I need to visit, like, a church or something. <laughs> mm. Well, here's the thing, like, it had some jokes that were funny. Yeah. The problem was, it was, sur- it was like, it's like having, it's having these really nice, uh, delicious cherries just in a big pile of shit. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not great. Uh, sugar-coated shit is what I'd say. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I don't. I don't know what I'd give. I mean, it's an oldie for sure, but... Yeah, it's an oldie. Like, it started Chris Evans' career, so that's a plus. Mm. <laughs> I liked I liked, I liked Chris Evans in most of the scene he's in. I liked all the jokes, I think, with him. Yeah. You know, I think it's not It's not the worst movie we've watched. It's just It's just like, whew. Yeah, it's pretty yikes. Whew. An oldie from you. I'll give it an oldie too. How about you, Jack? Is this an oldie? This is an oldie. This isn't a goodie for you? Zachary. <laughs> Zachary, Zachary, Zachary. Oh, sorry, I forgot I was on thin eyes. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's, it's, an, it's an oldie. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey guys, it's Julie. And KB. From Elvis Lives, a conspiracy theory podcast. What do we talk about, Julie? Conspiracies. No way. What kind do we talk about? Celebrities. Government. Time travel. Tune in every Monday. What day? Monday. What was it? Monday. Oh, Monday. Monday for your fill of conspiracy theories.
All right, let's come up with a sequel. I guess the sequel is just, it's a parody of the genre of whatever movie we managed to get. Mm. Thanks to a random number generator. It's going to give me the number of an episode we've done. Uh, we've got to come up with a crossover of sorts between Not Another Teen Movie and the movie we did on that episode. Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah? Well, it's chosen episode number 56, which is from 1984. Uh, it's a movie called The North, which was about two siblings trying to cross the the, the border oh. from Mexico into America and the hard time that they have. So it's going to be, oh no, not another border crossing movie. Oh, fucking Christ. Uh, <laughs> okay, first off, that movie is probably one of the most serious and good movies we've watched. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it, yeah. That was like a, yeah, that was a genuinely good movie about the struggles of crossing the border and everything, you know. Mm. I don't I don't want to combine it with this movie, but I like the idea of just making a parody yeah. of that sort of thing. So what what if you make that movie but it's shit? <laughs> Purposefully <laughs> terrible. It's just bad. Just put lots of shitty jokes in it. Oh right. So it's like in the north. They had to, like, crawl through a sewer and there were rats and stuff. In the parody, they're mm. crawling through these pipes. Oh, it's just a lot of shit. <laughs> like, yeah. shit on them. Oh, that's pretty funny. Just, yeah, take the shittiness of Not Another Teen Movie and just kind of inject it. Like, in one of, you know, you know those, like, donut labs where you, like, inject different stuff into your donuts? Mm. Yeah. You ever been to one of those, like, artisanal donut makers? No, but that sounds amazing. You take, like, the essence of Not Another Teen Movie, <laughs> yep. which is utter garbage. <laughs> yeah. And then you take it to this other movie, this border crossing movie. Yeah. You kind of just stick that artisanal donut syringes into that movie and then you push down... Until the movie is now just bad. Yeah, it's just bad now. <laughs> You've just made this movie bad. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to re-roll the number generator. Sorry, was that too much? <laughs> was that too much? Let's come up with another version. All right, episode 163. Okay. Uh, and Zach, you've got to come up with one joke that's a parody of this movie, okay? Okay, all right, all right. Uh, 163 is the movie Recess School's Out. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. School's out. Oh, God. Uh, that's very family-friendly, I guess. It just turned into South Park. It's a bunch of rude kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's just a cartoon, but this movie at school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would work. That would work. All right. Uh, the rule of three is one more roll. <laughs> what movie are we getting? Episode 133. Uh, Jack, how would you make RoboCop shit? <laughs> I, I've never seen RoboCop. <laughs> oh, what? You could have forced me to watch it, Zach, but you kind of missed that boat, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was, you know... <laughs> and I had that foresight. <laughs> yeah, and I had that foresight, obviously, but yeah. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to pass. I'm sorry, I don't know how to answer this That's question. That's fine, we'll do one more roll. Mm. One more roll. Jack comes up with a shit joke for episode number 63. What did we review on 63? We reviewed the Ice Pirates. Holy shit. Yeah! <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't want to sully... <laughs> I wouldn't want to sully the ice pirates with <laughs> this, but uh, I don't know. Just make, just put in a lot of um, off-color Tourette's jokes. Oh right! Oh my god! All, all the robots of Tourette's. Yeah, make the robots say the same thing. Oh make the robots. Terrible! I hate this game that we're doing right now. This is the worst. 
Yeah, just just to kind of just kind of like make it tasteless, like very tasteless. Uh, that, that, that that's enough of that game. Let's do another <laughs> one. All right, it's time to finish us off with the river, 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 raving reviews. It's the part of the show where I go to Rotten Tomatoes and I get the audience score from Rotten Tomatoes to let us know what people actually thought of this movie. Because as we all know, you can't get it from the critics because they're all corporate shills. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've gotten five of my favourite reviews and one of review that I have written. So there's a little bonus point at if the end you can guess which one I wrote. I'm going to tell you the review and you have to guess between 0.5 and 5. Carter says, whatever happened to this genre... Oh, that's the whole review. <laughs> that's the whole review. The genre of parodies or the genre of teen rom-coms. So Sandro, I want I want I want want you to show Jack how it's done. What do you, what do you think they rated this? I think they rated this a solid if they're saying what happened to the genre, they're probably a fan of the genre to begin with. Whatever genre it just happens to be. So I'll say this is probably a 3.5 review. I think they, they were bemoaning the loss of their favourite genre. So I'm going to go two. Two. Well, Jack, you are right on the money because it is two out of five. Yeah. Uh, you have someone you might not agree with, which is Joshua says, shit's funny as hell. <laughs> and it's a classic. Yeah, Joshua. <laughs> I, li- I like, Zach, I like you as Joshua. Could you, <laughs> could you be oh, kind of... Next time we hang out, can you just kind of embody, like inhabit, <laughs> kind of Joshua's aura? You know what I mean? Shit, shit's funny as hell, man. Let's go. Yeah, take on that energy. Woo! <laughs> you go a long, wa- a long way to restoring your standing with me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he's kind of a fun guy. But I'm not sure if I'd like Joshua, but I like you as Joshua. <laughs> right. Okay. Remains to be seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joshua guy. Hey, man, shit's funny as hell. I, reser- I reserve judgment till I find out how many stars he gave it for real. Oh, uh, well, he says it's funny as hell and it's a classic. Yeah. So, Jack, you've you've got to start this one off. What do you think they rated it? I'm going to say four and a half stars. Why not the full five stars? Because uh, I think I think from what I got from Joshua, even he knows a bit better than that. <laughs> Maybe that, maybe, maybe you—that was your interpretation of the character, but um, mm, that is true. You—you you gotta look out for that. I bring a bit of character to these characters. Exactly. Uh, well, I would say that while I think you're correct that the way that Zach was playing the character wouldn't give this a a full five stars i also bring up the point that someone who would say something like shit's funny as hell shit's funny as hell like someone who would say shit's funny as hell bruh like that's someone who 100 percent, without a doubt is rating this five stars they don't give half stars to people who speak like that they don't, don't yeah fuck with half they don't stars. know the half stars exist yeah yeah it is five out of five. You are, you are, unfortunately, Jack, you're reading far much too much nuance into Joshua's shit's funny as hell. And it's a classic. I just thought that you, um, maybe you brought the nuance, Zach. <laughs> People are going to start hustling for that Joshua role like they hustle for the Joker, you know. Can join other iconic characters such as Jason Station. Hello, I'm James Station. No, I'm saving that for the final episode of the year. Oh, no. <laughs> God, I hate him. Speaking of people I hate, it's Zach. <gasps> Spelt correctly, that is with a H. 
at the end of it. This is possibly the worst spoof movie I've ever had the misfortune to watch. Full stop. Very unimpressed. Full stop. Way too much sexual content. Full oh. stop. It's just unnecessary. Full stop. He didn't feel the irony there of how many full stops he's putting into his sentence. Weak jokes with good delivery. Dash. It's odd. Full stop. Can't <laughs> recommend. Full stop. I like this guy. Yeah, I think he's on a bit of a... Uh, he's definitely on thin ice using all those full stops. <laughs> uh, this is definitely 100%. A 0.5. This person hates the movie. You can tell by how many full stops they put in. Also, what a prude, honestly. It did say say weak jokes with good delivery. Yeah, but this is the sort of person who uh, sees a bad joke. They're such a prude. They see a sexual joke and they're like, 0.5, I'm gonna get my picket fence out. Uh, They definitely can't recommend. Yeah. I'm gonna play the game and just go one. Well, we do tend to play by closest wins. So if Sandro doesn't get this, you are guaranteed a point (laughs) by picking that number. So that's a good number to pick, I'd feel. And you are closest because it's 1.5 is what they rated this. Those good performances. Yeah, those good performances did enough for for this guy, for Zach. Uh, Shannon says, finally, a movie that appeals to my wholesome Christian Evans values. (laughs) That's a pun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go four. I think this review only exists so that the person could make the pun, which <laughs> usually means that it's not super positive, but it's positive enough. I'll say it's like a three. It's a three. It's a one out of five. Oh my no. gosh. gets the point. <laughs> we have uh, Tuba, who says, uh, managed to sum up all the typical high school movies and keep it funny throughout. They didn't, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That review's wrong. Uh, but if someone's saying that unironically, then this has definitely got to be a four-star review. That's what you would think. Uh, Jack, what do you think? Playing the game, going three. Three? Well, you played the game correctly, because it's two out of five. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. This review just confused me. Yeah. And finally, we have Augustia, who says, Not another dumb-ass movie. <laughs> Not another dumbass movie. What do you think, Jack? Can you give zero? No, 0.5 is the lowest you can go. Okay, I'm gonna go one. Ooh, why? Why not the? Why not the the 0.5, Jack? Because I want to go one. If Sandra wants to go down, he can take it. Mm. He can take 0.5. You know what? Mm. I'm gonna go for a 1.5. Ooh. Very bold. Very I know. Bold. Definitely the wrong choice because it was zero point five. No! <laughs> <laughs> you had the shot there. You had the shot, Sergio, and you didn't take it like a coward. Shame. Shame. Oh well. Shame. Just, just like you missed your opportunity to grab that point, I missed the opportunity to save my friendship with Jack. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're gonna guess which one Zach came up with. I don't know. I think I got a pretty good idea. I reckon Zach knew the role of Josh too well. (laughs) Zach, you played that role of Joshua. You delivered that role with such nuance. You inhabited that character. It's like you'd lived with him. It's just a stupid review and I'm stupid, all right? I can do stupid work. I didn't feel feel that with any of the other reviewers, so I'm going 100% double or nothing. 
all in on you with Joshua. And you know what? I'm also going all in with my two points. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to say that yours was that one about Christian... Uh, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> Christian Evans. It's, his name is Chris Evans, but they wrote Christian Evans. Um, I'm going to say that one's you. I'm putting all my money on that one. Yeah, that, that actually probably does make sense now that you say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, why, why, why does that make sense, Jack? Please explain. Uh, that sounds like a very sack thing to have written <laughs> <laughs> on reflection. <laughs> on reflection. Uh, Would reflection. you like to change your answer, Jack? No, I've already gone double or nothing, all in. Luckily, we don't do double or nothing because it was Shannon. <laughs> Shannon, <laughs> and that was my review. Uh, this was definitely a wholesome Christian Evans movie. Uh. There we go. Uh, well, because we don't do all in, Jack still technically wins. (laughs) It is correct. I don't play by those rules. I play by my rules and there's no betting on this show. Now, Jack McGulloch, famously not on social media. Hmm. Uh, so you're not really able to plug anything, but if you could tell our listeners to go and do something instead of checking out your socials, tell them to go and do something, whatever you want. Um, Check out Ukiyo Melbourne if you're in Melbourne. And if you're not, check out Ukiyo Melbourne anyway, because they sometimes do online stuff, which is a small business I used to work for and still do very good stuff. Excellent. And if you like this show, well, we are on everything at Oldie Buddy Goodie Pod on all the things. Uh, if you uh, g- give us a sneaky little review on iTunes or Spotify, we'll give you a shout out too. You can email us at oldiebuddygoodypod at gmail.com. We've got the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash oldiebuddygoodypod for bonus episodes. That uh, Friday the 13th episode is out. Zach, we're doing all of them. All 12 plus Friday the 13th movies over the course of like two years or whatever. I was scared at first, but now I've watched this movie, so I'm not so scared anymore. (laughs) Can't be worse than this, right? But yes, the links to everything is in the episode description. Uh, and and now, here it is. I'm going to make the choice of the final episode of the year, Zach. Oh my goodness, this is a very important choice. So you have to choose very carefully. Because you kind of set the tone for the end and the start of next year. I know, I do, I do. So I've got to choose very carefully. I've got to be thinking about everything that we've done up until this point in the year 2001. Uh, a great selection of films that we chose. <laughs> I've got to try and honour them. Disagree. Uh, I'm going to try and honour them. Um, now, there's a lot of options because uh, we are taking the final week of the year off. So we've combined the movies that came out over Christmas and the holiday season uh, with the movies that came out next week as well. So it's kind of two weeks worth of options here yeah there's a, there's a lot of options so i'm just gonna quickly go through them. i'll read it out ali will smith plays muhammad ali uh no i probably won't watch that all right all right although How we about- all know the, the will smith can throw a bit of a punch <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because he assaulted a guy on stage um a beautiful <laughs> mind it's an award-winning biopic oh yeah i think jack's seen that right i haven't seen that oh okay you just strike me as someone who was seen a beautiful... <laughs> what? What's that I'd, mean? I strike you as someone who would pretend I've seen it. Ah! <laughs> the Business of Strangers, which oh. is a drama thriller about revenge. Ooh. Ooh. 
I'm sick of revenge. Yeah, break 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 the cycle, Sandro. Break the cycle. We don't we don't yeah, we, we can break the cycle of hate right here, Jack. No need for revenge. <laughs> uh, I'm <laughs> actually I'm still a little bit sold on revenge at this point, <laughs> Zach. So. Okay, yeah. yeah. Charlotte Grey, Kate Blanch is you know, a World War Two movie. And going on theme by this, uh, the movies we've picked this year, we're not going to pick it because it's a World War movie. Those have gone well for us so far. <laughs> yeah. Gosford Park, a dark satire about family secrets. Oh, I like a satire though. How high? Stoner comedy starring rappers. Yay. We, we know that films starring famous rappers can only be good. Am I right, son? The one that we did do this year was kind of decent, though. So I don't know what... <laughs> it was pretty funny. That one was more funny than this movie. Just mainly MMM's performance. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. I am Sam. I thought you were Jack. Dad with disability... Tries to get custody of kid. No. Is that a movie or are you trying to explain something like you're now Sam? I'm confused. No, the movie is called I Am Sam. Zach, ah, right. don't oh, be obtuse. Okay. Yes. okay, okay. That's true. Unbelievable. These are terrible options so far. <laughs> these are fucking bad. Yeah, these are pretty bad. <laughs> hey, hey, speaking of terrible, Jimmy Neutron, a boy genius. That's that. That is one of the movies I was hoping was earlier in the year. That really only came out at the end of the year. That's probably why it was so successful. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. That's crazy. I was just because, like, I thought that was a middle of the year movie. Joe Somebody, which is a movie that I liked when I was a kid. <laughs> Tim Allen has to fight workplace bully. Oh, Tim Allen. We like Tim Allen. Kate and Leopold. Hugh Jackman. A rom com, but. With a bit of a twist here. It's got time travel. Oh, oh! It's a rom com with time travel. Yeah, probably not. I mean, Hugh Jackman, but nah. I <laughs> <laughs> like. I like the idea of time travel, but I don't want to do a rom com. Okay, Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Ring. Ah, uh, it's um, basically nerd shit. Is what it says here. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty nerdy. Yeah, it's Lord of the Rings. And then finally, uh, the majestic uh, Jim Carrey is suspected of being a communist. Oh. It's uh, said in the 1950s, so that's actually a big deal. You know what? That actually, out of all these options, that might be the one that I would pick. Uh, it's got 42%, so it might not be great. Oh. But I do like the idea of like that era of cinema when everyone was being blacklisted from Hollywood because they thought they were communists. Oh, yeah, yeah. A movie set then could be really interesting. Uh, Jack, what would you pick out of all these options? Joe Somebody. Yeah? Was it so? Was it a good film? Yeah, for nostalgia. Do you know what I'd pick for the nostalgia? Jimmy Neutron, boy genius. Not, not as nostalgic as Joe Somebody for me. Personally. Well, here's my thing, though. And also, I just oppositionally defiant when it comes to Zach's <laughs> choices now. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay, so the best movie out of all these is Lord of the Rings, but... Obviously. I know that that's... If, if we do one, we have to do them all, and I just... Nah, nah. I don't want to do... It's the same with Harry Potter. If we do one... Oh, yeah, you're picking. Oh, if I was picking... If I was picking, I could watch all of them. 
Yeah. Damn it. I mean, I already do watch them, like, at least once every two years, so... I just, I just, Lord of the Rings, we all know it's amazing, so no, I won't pick that. I would pick the Jim Carrey one, but originally we did 2001, so we could go back to childhood favourites and see if they were any good. Mm. And nothing gets more, is this actually going to be good, than Jimmy Neutron, because I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> I don't think it's good. Yeah! <laughs> Jimmy Neutron! And it's the last episode of the year, let's go out with some dated animation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah! It's like all CGI as well, yeah. or all animated CGI. Oh god! So um, I will pick Jimmy Neutron, but Jack, we could watch Joe Somebody. We can relive your nostalgia some other time too. Let's do it. I, I'd appreciate that. Zach, you can come, I guess, <laughs> but you better watch it. Yeah, Jack is definitely going by the burnt once, twice wary. Dot, dot your eyes and yeah, cross your T's. Watch your P's and Q's. And... I, I will. All right. Well, next week, uh, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, to wrap up 2001. Zach, let's wrap it up with the best quote from the movie that we just watched, though. This episode, not the year, obviously, because that's next mm, week. Mm. Uh, my favorite quote is, You're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And no, I don't mean that plastic bag panned to a plastic bag with the most beautiful <laughs> thing I've ever seen written on it. <laughs> I think that was a, um American Beauty parody. Oh, is that what it was a reference to? Yeah. What's your favorite quote from the movie, Jack? I liked uh, when Janie and her dad were having a heart-to-heart conversation. He said, I know I wasn't always uh, coherent or conscious. Yep. <laughs> I think that's the line. I just, that line stuck out to me. Mm, mm, yep. That was good. I think it was one of the few times I cracked a smile, so. Um, I think uh, my favorite quote, which goes back to a previous movie we've watched... And I feel sums up this movie quite well is wham, bam. What the fuck just happened? Wham, bam. Thank you, sis. Wham, bam. What the fuck just happened? Not another wham, bam. Thank you movie. Yeah. Let's never do movies that involve incest ever again. (laughs) Please. Please never. Never.